Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 131st episode, Spiritual Warfare, the list of mortal sins every husband should know to defend his home, part one. Plus live calls from you answering your marriage in crisis questions. So get that Q313 radical or call in from your browser in studio.com slash radical one for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so we have the quote of the day, quote, spiritual combat is another element of life which needs to be taught anew and proposed once more to all Christians today. It is a secret and inferior art, an invisible struggle in which we engage every day against the temptations, the evil suggestions that the demon tries to plant in our hearts, end quote, St. Pope John Paul II. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, we are back. Let's get going with this. And so in the quote, I made a mistake. I said inferior art instead of interior. So he said it is a secret and interior art, an invisible struggle in which we engage every day against the temptations, the evil suggestions that the demon tries to plant in our hearts. So sorry about that. But every now and then I make a mistake. The good thing is you got to apologize for it. All right. So, hey, we are in it today. Listen, this show today and the next two or three shows, next two shows after this one, it might seem like it's a downer. Like, you know, why are you talking about mortal sin and all of that stuff? I promise you, this show is not by about, you know, me judging the show, judging you on what you are or aren't doing. Um, what it is these shows are about is knowledge. You can't protect your home without proper knowledge. That's why you see in the thumbnail or you heard in the uh, beginning of the show, I talked about every mortal sin a husband should know to defend his home. Okay, because if as a man, you are not up on what is good and what is bad, which most of us think we think that we are. Um, then how can you, in fact, um, guide your family, guide your wife, guide your children, heck, even guide yourself? And so the the, the foundation to um, understanding the Catholic faith, the Christian faith, is you must understand basically the rules. Every game has a rule, has rules, man. Every game has rules. And in order for you to survive and to flourish in that game, you must know the rules and how to apply the rules to benefit who? To benefit you. In this case, don't get it twisted. You are in a battle. 
That's why I'm calling it spiritual warfare, because how can we engage in spiritual warfare if we are disconnected from God? And you have a lot of people these days that try to tell you all this stuff that does not help you lead your family, even pastors and priests. Um, It's a shame. It's a shame how people do not want you as a man to know about Satan, to know about God himself. And this is why in a football game, you're the coach. You got to know the rules. You as a player, you got to know the rules. Why? So that I could make those rules beneficial to me in a card game, in poker, in being in race car driving. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's a game. Except the game in this in the game and the rules in this situation, in this particular instance, are vital, are vital to your soul survival, uh, vital to you as a man, as a husband and father, your children and your wife. OK, and I would be doing I wouldn't be doing myself a dil- uh, due diligence if I didn't, you know, bring this up. But it's going to be fun, man. Look, one thing I've learned about the faith, man that once I indulge in the knowledge of God and I really, really dive into it, man, it's fun. It it causes you to be passionate on fire for him. Think about it. The more knowledge you have of something, the more knowledge you have, the more excited you get about it. And this is what I want for you to stop being laid back about your knowledge for God. There are there are many priests out there. There are many bishops out there. Um, there are many doctors of the church and other, there are many websites out there that are, that are Catholic in the faith that want to want the same for you, that want you to stop being lukewarm that, because if you can't be on fire about Christ, how can you be on fire about your wife, about your marriage, about your family, right? That's why God hates lukewarmness. Jesus said, I will vomit you out of my mouth if you are lukewarm. So that right there lets you know you almost can't get any more graphics than that. And so a lot of us in the Catholic world, we are tired of our men, our families, and and our husbands and our wives and our children being manipulated. And so what we try to do is not to convince you of anything, but to just bring the information to you so you and the Holy Spirit can do due diligence, okay? So understanding mortal sin and why it helps you defend your home against the demonic. And I really mean that. If you believe in God, you've got to realize that there is heaven, there is purgatory, there is hell and demons and angels and saints. All of that is in scripture. So if you believe, if you are a believer, you have to believe these are dogmas of the Catholic Church, dogmas of the faith. You have to believe in the Trinity. You have to believe that the Blessed Mother was born without sin. These things you have to believe. Why? Because these is what Christ's church has handed down. Christ himself has handed down. Okay? And so first off, again, this show is not about judging you or or myself even as sinners, or what we are or are not going to to damage our relationship and what we are and are not doing to damage our relationship with God. It's not about that. This show is about us understanding our responsibility as men to protect and defend our homes from the world and from Satan, and to understand our duty and responsibility and authority to do right by God and our wife and our family. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it is your responsibility as a man to really understand what I'm trying to say. It's your duty. This is your number one duty in this world to to know God, to love him, to serve him, which does what? Hands down and gives you grace from him to run your family, to to get your wife to love you, for you to love her more, for your home to be at peace. If you don't even understand the basis of the faith, the basics, the basics, and people think it's scripture, it's really not scripture. Scripture wasn't even around when the apostle, when Jesus was around. The Catholic Church is the one through divine, through, 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 through divine knowledge, created the Bible. 
So that yes, yeah, scripture is important, man. But it, what's also important is the ideas, the theology, the concepts of what God is trying to teach you, so that what so that your life becomes as He would have it be, and said so that you can live a good Catholic Christian life, and 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 you can contribute as a good citizen to this world. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I want for you. And it starts with what? Your knowledge of God. It starts with your wife and your children and yourself. Okay. And this comes, you know, again, with the knowledge of what we are up against. We have to know as men, as leaders of our home, what we are up against. Because Satan and uh, the, 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 the diabolical narcissists in this country try to get us to believe that what we see is real. This is not really real. What's real is the supernatural world, what God wants from us. Heaven, hell, the things that we can't see are just as or even more important of things we can't see. Why do you think God has it that way? Because he wants you as a man to become worthy of these gifts that he's giving you before he allows you to be with him. Because you are broken. I am broken. We are all broken. So we must become worthy of the gifts of him, worthy of the gifts of our wife, worthy of the gifts that are of, of our children, that our children give us. That are, are we worthy of those entities, those people, those souls that God has placed in our lives? And as men, we have to understand that. So again, this show is not to, these shows are not to badger you. These shows are to inform you. Why? So that you, as the Christian soldier, can stay on top of your game. Okay. How can we truly as men protect and defend our home if we don't know the rules of the game? And that is so important. I'm going to bang it in your head for the next three shows. Bang it in your head. Bang it in your head. Okay. So let's get started. Okay. So let's just start out with the simple things. What is even a mortal sin? What is it? So, of course, mortal means what? It means death. Mortal means death, which means if you if you create a mortal sin, we immediately separate ourselves from God. Why? People think that God sends them to hell. No, God does not send you to hell, brother. You send yourself to hell. Either you conform or you don't conform. Just like when you have a job. If you go to work and you don't conform, they get rid of you. It's not that they're being mean. They know you don't want to be there. Your job, if you went to work today and you started doing whatever you want to do, you didn't follow the system, didn't follow the rules, after about a day or two, they say, hey, man, you got to go. But they're not doing it for them. They are doing it for them, but they figure, well, heck, you don't want to be there. Just like when I talk to guys to come to my program, I can tell if a guy really wants to save his marriage or if he's messing around. It's not that I'm rejecting him. It's just that he doesn't want to be here. That's the way God looks at it. I'm not trying to force myself on you. Listen, this is how you become a great man. Now, whether you want to abide by that and have a great life and a great family, hey, that's up to you. Whether you want to come to heaven with me or not, that's up to you. Whether you want to be in purgatory or not, that's up to you. But you have to conform, be obedient, show that you love me before me as God is going to give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm not going to do that. So what does that mean? If you don't choose God, you choose Satan, right? So what does that mean? That means you have chosen that you would rather be at the other party than be at the big party. The big party is heaven. The sub party is hell, which you choose by your actions throughout your hundred years, your, your life. Okay. So an offense against God, that's what a mortal sin is. An offense against God that constitutes grave matter, which means extremely serious mortally sinful or death. So what kinds of offenses against God constitute grave matter? So we, we've got to understand what grave matter is. Grave matter means it's very, very serious. And people, the, the mistake that priests and pastors make, especially old school Orthodox priests and pastors, they, and people, you know, in, 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 in believers, the mistake we make sometimes is, we, we, we tell people that this is wrong, but we don't tell them like why you, you have to, you have to show a man and a woman, which is a soul. 
you have to give a soul a reason and a purpose to understand, like, why am I doing this? Like, like in this show, when I bring the faith to you, I bring the faith to you because I know it's going to it's going to make your marriage good. It's going to prepare your marriage. It's going to help you and your wife get along. It's going to make your family better. So I have to bring the faith to you in that context. If I'm just sitting up here every day and I'm not a preacher, so I don't really preach. I just give you information and give you things of my experience that I know have worked in the past that can help you now. But I, if I got up here every day and just talk about, oh, fire Bristol, you're going to hell and you did this wrong and you did that wrong and God is going to kick your butt. And all, man, you, you listen to me for like, what, two seconds. OK, this dude's crazy. Right. No, what you have to do is understand what why is the things that God offends God? Why do those things are why are they important? They're important because God created you just like a manufacturer of a Cadillac or BMW or a Ford, right? They are the creators of that piece of machinery. And if we get the car and we start putting sugar in the tank, sugar in the tank, or we start taking a key and scratching along the doors, if we put oil, we, we put, uh, you know, fried chicken in the oil tank <laughs> instead of, you know, I mean, is that what the manufacturer, the creator of that vehicle recommends for a good life of that, for the good life of that car? No, of course not. This is why you listen to God, gentlemen. I, he knows it's hard. I know it's hard. But this is why you need prayer and suffering and sacrifice. And it's, this is why this life is a test to help guide you along because God knows that you are concupiscent, that you are ordered towards sin. He knows that. So this is why his mercy, he gives you the time to, to come around to conform. And when once you conform, your life becomes better. You become more peaceful as a man. You are able to give back to the society, to the community. You are a good citizen. Just, just like you hear me say all the time, Christians are the best citizens in this country. They don't want to admit it, but we are. We are the quiet because one thing we're not selfish. One thing we have in higher power that we don't answer to the government. We answer to God first and then the government. Right. You don't you don't let even the government. That, that's why people fought against abortion. Because they, they, they like, like, look, I don't care what you say, Mr. Supreme Court, Mr. Government, U.S. government. I don't care what you say. I don't answer to you. This is why. The powers that be don't like Catholics. That's why they don't like Christians. They don't like us because we are, we don't, we know that this, we don't answer to them ultimately. Ultimately, we don't answer to them. We answer to God. And if push comes to shove, the, 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 the martyr, the martyrism of a Christian will choose God over what the government tells you to do. Right. That's one of the reasons why the Nazis didn't like the Jews. Because the Jews was like, look, man, I don't answer to you. Look, we're going to do what God, we're doing what I'm doing as a man. I'm doing what God wants me to do first. And, and you as a Christian, a Catholic, what you're trying to, what you're hoping is that when the time comes for the big test, that you have the grace that you can, that you can overcome the grace with your martyr, that you can overcome, you know, that you can accept the grace that God and be able to use the grace that God gives you to defy the government. That's why Catholics are the ones that start the abortion fight. They are because we are the only ones that hold true to what God or the church and God and Christ are really asking. That's why they don't like Orthodox Christians. That's why they don't like Catholics like that. They don't. That's why they do everything to change Catholics and Christians to be like them, because then they can what? They can control us. All right. Okay. That's. Listen, this is what this is all about. That's what this show is all about, you know, to these next couple of shows. OK, so grave matter. So what is grave matter um, in the Bible? St. Paul gives us a list of grave sins. He states that anyone who commits these sins should not enter the kingdom of God. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, uh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, 
revelings and such the like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5, 19 through 20. That's, you know, that's really the, the, that's really the gist of it. So, you know, I try my best to give you scripture of what's going on so that you understand. If you're a believer, then you then that means what? If I give you proof of what I'm saying is truth and through scripture and through the traditions of the church, you're obliged to believe it. It's no choice. People think I can believe in I can believe in God if I want to. Well, that's fine. You could tend. People I can believe in people be people think I can believe in demons if I want to or not. You can, but guess what? You don't have to believe in demons because they believe in you. See, that's the that's the thing about people who are ignorant. They think just because they they choose not to participate or believe in something that that goes away. It doesn't goes away. It just makes your life worse. Okay. So Paul also tells the Corinthians, "Know you know that the unjust shall not possess the kingdom of God. Do not err. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor liars with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous." nor drunkards, nor railers, nor extortioners shall possess the kingdom of heaven. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Hey, I didn't even know effeminacy was a grave matter. <laughs> so effeminacy is what? Is you, is a, a, a person being attached, you know, I really, mostly it's men. We are attached to the pleasure more than we are attached to God. So that's what effeminacy is, that we are we're willing to deny the hard and the arduous things in lieu of pleasure. And that's that goes along with emasculation, effeminacy, all those kind of things. OK, so these are said these sins constitute grave matter. And if they are committed willingly and with full consent, constitute mortal sin. So the church also tells us that the sins of anger, blasphemy, envy, hatred, malice, murder, neglect or Sunday obligation. Sins against faith, um, sins against hope, uh, and or presumption that one's self can live without God or be saved by one's own power, and sins against love, which means indifference toward charity, ingratitude, and or hatred of God, also constitute grave matter. So this list of grave sins is based on Jesus Christ's interpretation of the gravity of the Ten Commandments. Remember, even the fact you got to understand the Ten Commandments are the natural, what are called the natural law. So the natural law is like the moral law. What is what God, because like I, you heard me say earlier, we are ordered towards sin, which is means concupiscence. We are broken after the fall. So God, so God, what he banished the humans from, from the Garden of Eden, right? But God just didn't put us out there on our own. What he did was he instilled in us his love, the Holy Spirit, his grace, and the Ten Commandments, which is the natural law, which means what? That's the Ten Commandments are written on our hearts. So what does that mean? That's how you know murder is wrong. That's how you know rape is wrong. That's how you inherently know homosexual. Something's not right with homosexuality. That's how you know that um, stealing's wrong. This is how you know all of these things that when you see it automatically, you know, like, man, or like somebody cheating, you know, these or somebody lies, you know, these things are wrong inherently. That's because God did not leave us on our own. He, 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 he put us out there with these things written on our heart. Why? To give us a base so that later on, as we grow, we can be drawn to him and want more of him. Okay. So it's very important that you understand the basis of this, that mortal sins are, are, are basically you going against your nature because God has given you, God has given you the, the grace to overcome these things. Like you hear him saying, you'll hear God say, I forgot what scripture it is, but he'll say, you know, my grace is sufficient enough for you. That means that God is not going to leave you out here on your own. He's going to give you the grace if you accept it to do what you need to do as a man. He didn't leave you alone out here in this world with Satan. Okay. So grace seed can be classed, can be classed as sins against good, against God, neighbor, and self, and can further be divided into carnal and spiritual sins. Four other sins are considered grave also. 
These sins not only offend God, but men as well. So the, the basis that I'm going on is the this article called the, uh, sin, the List of Mortal Sins Every Catholic Should Know. And it is with uh, at St. Mary of the seven dollars.com. If you want to go the full, full gamut, but I'm going to, um, so basically I'm analyzing, I am like giving this article to you as a gift, um, to, so that you can, uh, understand the things that we're trying to do and what you can, and to help you as, uh, as a leader in your home. Okay. So grace sins. So we talked about, so thus these four sins are called the sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance, they're likewise mortal sins. Okay, so their sins are classified in different different things. Basically, the main thing is mortal and venial. So we're talking about mortal sins right now. So the voluntary murder is a sin that calls out to, if, if I say, so sins that call out to heaven for vengeance means that the human soul is crying to God to please change this. So this is a mortal grave thing. And these are the four these these four things are are sins that call out to God for to, for heaven to heaven for vengeance, like to avenge avenge me to help me because I am being taken advantage of, and this is morally death to us. So the volunteer uh, murder is one voluntary murder, like pre 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 predestined predetermined murder, uh, the sin of of impurity against nature, so that sodomy. Uh, homosexual relations, that's in Genesis 1820, um, taking advantage of the poor, Exodus 2.23, and defrauding the workman of his wages, James 5.4. These things are very grave in the, in, in, the, in the faith, okay? This is not Jerry talking. This is God talking. This is not me, okay? So mortal sins constitute a rejection of his perfect, of his perfect love and justice for us, a commission of immortal sin immediately removes us from the grace of God and invites Satan into our lives. Again, a mortal sin immediately disconnects you from God, us, as a soul. We've got to stop looking at things as, as, as the natural world. The natural world is important, but the supernatural world deals with what? With our souls, which are what? Which are infinite, your soul is infinite, so it will not upon your death. Your body will your body will be destroyed, but not your what? Your soul. This is how you know that we are created. This is one of the this is one of the this is one of the great arguments for a creator that the soul is an, is energy. Just like right now, through your body right now, God's grace and His energy are flowing through you. Sure, your heart's beating. And your blood, the blood is moving and all of that. Your lungs are pumping. But where is that energy coming from? See, where is that coming from? This is this is the this is the mark of a true man that we just don't go every day and get up, go to work, eat, have sex, kick the dog, kiss the wife, spank the children and go to bed. We as the older you get, once you, you know, the older you get, you must start to contemplate your existence. The older you get, you must start to contemplate your existence. You're not 25 anymore. You're not 18 anymore. You are 30, 35, 50, 70, 80. I know 80-year-old people that still act, that still look at the world like when they were 20 or 30. You can't grow like that. We have to understand that our existence is, is existent. We are existing. While we're existing, when we die, where does our soul go? If our soul is pure energy, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Only God can do that. So when you die, where does your soul go? Yeah, your body's gone, but where does your soul go? See, this is the question you should be asking yourself as a man on a daily basis. Why? To keep you on top of your game. Why am I suffering like this? Why is my life so hard? Why do I have all these trials in my life? Right? Because you want and God wants more than you do. He wants your soul to be with him in heaven. But if your soul don't act right, don't play the game, then you get the other, you get what you want. You get hell. This is why you've got to understand my soul 
is your and when we die, our soul just just does not linger above our house. It doesn't. It doesn't linger above our job. Our soul does not hang out in our BMW. <laughs> okay, it has to go somewhere. It must be placed somewhere. This is the thing that the atheistic world, the scientific world that well, God created science anyway, so I don't understand their problem really. Um, but those two worlds, they can't tell you. They can't, and this is why you should doubt them. This is your. This is why you sh- you should doubt them. We do not come from monkeys. Okay, cutting us so basically, um, when we cut ourselves off from God, we basically invite Satan to our lives, cutting us off from God and uh, and turns us away from the Creator. If we die with the mortal sin up on our soul, the consequence is hell because we have chosen it, which I explained. So now let's talk about this. this is something that's very very important. As a man, you've got to know this, please. And if your wife is sitting next to you, she's got to know it too, okay? In order for a sin to be mortal, it must have three conditions. This is so very important. See, people think God hold them for, people think God isn't merciful. He really is on certain things. Like if you don't know something and you generally don't know something, God does not hold you um, culpable for that, right? A lot of people don't know that, man. So, when I told you that God put, just just didn't put you out here in this world without protection, that's what this means. Like we talked about, you know, um, you know, the, the Ten Commandments and how they're written in our heart, how we know what right and wrong is naturally, instinctually. Okay, but for a mortal sin to be called mortal, and it must have three conditions. First condition is the sin is of grave matter, which is what we're going over in these next three shows. This is why you got to know this, man. This is why you got to know this. Because your power as a man stems directly from your, from your, you being in grace with God himself. Your power as, your power of defense, your power of protection of your home comes directly from you being in grace with our Lord Jesus Christ and his father. Okay. So grave matter, you must understand what grave matter is, which is what we've been talking about and what we're going to talk about more. Okay. Number two, in order for sin to be mortal, the sin is committed with full knowledge that it is a sin. Okay. So basically if, you know, you had sex outside of marriage when you was 10 years old, and you had sex at, I'm sorry, not maybe not 10, we'll say 15. You had sex at 15, and you honestly didn't know that that was a mortal sin, that that was grave, that that was serious. God does not hold that against you because you as the soul didn't realize that that was that, okay? That it was against God mortally, okay? Um, so that means, so Number one is the sin is of grave matter. Number two, the sin is committed with full knowledge that is a sin. So you as the as the believer have to know that it is a sin, okay? Like stealing, right? Number three, the individual fully consents to the sin with his will, which is the most important thing, which is the most important thing. You as the believer believe you consent to the sin with your will, which means you do it anyway and you indulge in it anyway, even though you know it's not right. That is the constitution of committing mortal sin. And so this is why it's so beautiful. It, it This is why it's so beautiful, man, that, you know, this is why a child is not held as responsible for his actions as a 30-year-old, right? Right. Because that's just the way it goes. That's, you know, a a kid doesn't know the things that a 30 year old does. Okay, this is the same thing with the God, with the father. Is. The more, you know, the more you're responsible for. Why? Because you're held to a higher standard. Okay, the problem is without being held, without being what about attaining these standards, you can't lead your family right. You can't. 
you can't even do the things that it takes to get your life in order, right? So you need these things. And the more you know, the better your life is, the more you can handle it, the more God gives you grace in it. Okay. So finally, the capital sins are also considered grave matter. So we have capital sins. These sins are vices and are defined as contrary to the Christian virtues of holiness. They are pride, avarice, envy, wrath, lust, gluttony, and sloth. Okay. This means that mortal sins cannot be done accidentally, which what I was kind of what I was just kind of saying. You know, mortal sins, that means you can't commit a mortal sin accidentally because you have those three conditions, right? Um, one who commits a mortal sin knows that the sin is wrong and deliberately commits it anyway. Moreover, that the sin is pre predetermined by the sinner and thus truly a rejection of God and his love. Now, what is a venial sin? The second type of sin, it does not separate us from God. However, venial sin does weaken grace in our soul and damages our relationship with God. Continually committing venial sin eventually collapses us into mortal sin. That's one of the big things in the church, in the Catholic church. Yes, you don't have to go to confession for venial sin. You go to you, but you must go to confession for mortal sins. We've already discussed that a why. But um, venial sins, you're gonna have to go to you're not bound to go to confession for that. But guess what? Many Orthodox Catholics do it anyway. Why? Because of what I just said that venial sins, they're smaller, but then what does small do? It grows, right? So we are naturally ordered towards sin. So if we don't go, because remember, confession gives us grace to go out in the world and to resist evil, okay? And so when we ha don't have those burdens of sin on our soul, then we are better equipped to do what? To face Satan, to protect our home, to love our wife and be loved in return, okay? So, however, um, so continually, continually doing venial sin does lead to mortal sin because you get back in that habit. Any priest worth his weight in gold, worth his weight, will tell you, yes, you should go to confession for venial sins as well. Because why? As a man, you should never try. You should always keep trying to push yourself. As a man, you should always keep trying to push yourself to be greater, to be better. Why? So that your wife sees you in a different light. The, the more holy you are, the more virtuous you are, the more you grow as a man, your wife and kids will see it. And then what will happen? They will astound to be like you. They will look at you and say, I'm not worthy of him. And what will they do? They will try, especially your wife. She will try to become worthy of you, which means what? She will try to do better. She will look in the mirror at herself. She will start to analyze herself. She will start to move towards you. She will start to want to be a better woman for you. She will start to want to love you more. This is why the core of the show, the core of the marriage and chain marriage program is for the man to fix himself because naturally this is what God wants. That I, as the husband, as the father, as the man, as the leader of my home, given authority by God, must fix myself first in order to draw the love, the respect, the devotion of my wife to me. Please understand that. That's a deep concept, I know. But if you can start to understand that, then you want you will start to even look at yourself. Every day when you wake up, you will look at yourself different. Like I have a real purpose, not just to go make some money. You will realize that I am responsible for this woman. I'm responsible for these children. I am responsible for my environment. I must influence it in a good way. I must be a good citizen. I must be a good Christian. You, you have a different outlook on your life when you start to realize I am called to more. God has more in store for me than this stuff I am doing indulged in now. In this weakness that I am in now. Okay. Next. Scripture references for mortal and venial sin. So real quick, St. John tells us if anyone sees his brother sinning, if the sin is not deadly, he should pray to God and he will give him life. This is only for those 
whose sin is not deadly. There is such a thing as deadly sin about which I do not say that you should pray. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that is not deadly. 1 John 5, 16 through 17. So thus, St. John distinguishes between mortal and venial sin. This is one of the things that Protestants don't like about Catholics, which is totally unfounded, is they don't think they think that each individual person has the right to interpret scripture, interpret the Bible. That is a serious fallacy. People think Bibles, when I go to Protestants, think Protestants, Baptists, Jehovah's Witness, uh, Methodists, all of that. Most of them think when I go to Bible study on Wednesday, we sit there and talk about what we think the scripture means. That's not Bible study. That's your opinion. The way a Bible study is, po- is done in the Catholic Church, why? Because, because the Catholic, the Bible, it has to be interpreted by the authority that was given by God. This is why the Catholic Church created the Bible. Everybody knows that one. If you don't know that one, that's again, that is that is a basics of the faith that you should know, right? That you think you should know that, right? So the right of Catholics. Why were Catholics? Why did Catholics create the Bible? Because Christ left behind the apostles, and the apostles were the church, and they spread the church, and that's where all the bishops and the pope and the priests, all of them stem from the apostles. Which means Christ left Peter the kings, the kings, the keys to the kingdom. Which means Peter had the authority to carry on the church. This is why you hear Catholic priests and bishops and the Catholic faithful say that the Bible, that um, that Peter is the first pope because all the all the popes succeed from Peter. All the bishops and all the popes and all the priests succeed from Peter. Why? Because that is called authority. It's called authority given by God. And the demons and the angels recognize the authority. That's why a priest can exercise the demonic out of your wife or out of you or out of a person that is possessed. A regular pastor can't do that. Any priest can do that to a certain extent. Exorcists are exorcists have to be or have to be commissioned by the archdiocese, by the bishop, but it's still the same. Every priest has some has some um, 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 power in that because of his authority. And again, you don't have to believe that. It doesn't matter. The demons do. This is where uh, the demons really understand authority. You know why? Because they were kicked out of heaven because they defied authority. Okay. And so when you, when you, the Bible, it must be interpreted. Only the Catholic Church, through the authority, has the the authority to interpret Scripture. Why? Because everybody interpreting the way that they think that what it means is not the way God wanted it to be. God wanted one church, not thirty five thousand denominations of the church. Okay, so this is why you 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 we must understand that when the church interprets these things that then we the faithful we the christian faithful we we study that and learn that why so then then we are formed in the faith we are formed in jesus christ we are formed in what god wants we are formed in the holy spirit okay please try to understand that all right so that is what saint john is talking about um that all wrongdoing is sin. So thus, St. John distinguishes between mortal and venial sins. This is how I can sit here and be with 100% confidence that these things that I'm saying are grave matter and they are mortal sins because it has been ordained down from the church for 2,000 years. Okay? And it's been in scripture, all right? And it's been interpreted from scripture. So now, why is it important um, to know the the know the mortal sins. Why is it important that we as men know the mortal sins? Because this disconnects our soul from God. Um, how can you play the game if you don't know the rules? I've said that. 
This is proof of your true love for God. If you conform and you you don't want to defy him, you don't want to you want to you want to you want him to be proud of you, your knowledge of him, your pursuit of him and not ever wanting to be separated from him. This is when you know that your faith is growing as a man. Instead of fearing, like a lot of people can't sit here and listen to me talk about sin. They can't do it. You know why? Because their life is filled with it. And they and they don't want to they don't want to face it. That is that is Satan right there. That's how you know you're being demonically oppressed by 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 a demon. Because you can't sit and listen to what God is the Holy Spirit is trying to give you. That's why priests and, and pastors don't don't like talking about hell because it throws they think people leave when they do that. Yes, the people who aren't true believers leave because their faith is weak. But the people who want a knowledge of God, who crave God, who want to know the truth, those people hang around. That's how your parish gets stronger, priests. That's how your church gets stronger, Mr. Pastor. If you're always flying out trying to get members or get people to come to your church, it's because you're not preaching the true word. Let the Holy Spirit do his job, Mr. Priest. Let the Holy Spirit do his job, Pastor. I guarantee you, if you preach on death, judgment, heaven, and hell, some version of that every Sunday, your church will feel and feel fast. If you talk about mercy, mercy, mercy all the time, if God is merciful, God, just love God, just love everybody. Men, especially men, we ain't trying to hear that. Men, we have a need to know the truth. Men have a pull to know what is going on. We need that. We crave that. And if you as a priest can't give it, we go find a priest who can. If you as a, a, a Baptist pastor can't give it to me, I'm going to go find somebody who can. This is if, if your church is, is, is filled with over, I would say if you have a church that's filled with more than 40 or 50 percent women, you, you need to start your, your preaching ain't on. Your preaching's not on point. That means men are rejecting you. They're not men ain't trying to men. Men only go for a purpose. We go to church for a purpose to hear the truth, to hear what our job and our purpose is as men. What are we supposed to be doing? Why do we love God? We need to know that. Is there death, judgment, heaven, and hell? What happens? This is what men, this is where this is what we crave. And if and if a priest or or a pastor can't give it to us, we'll just stay home. Okay. So next, um, if we don't even know what actions separate us from his love and mercy and justice, how can we proclaim our love for him? How can we proclaim it to our children or our environment? Next, why does being in mortal sin or committing a mortal sin immediately separate, uh, separate you from God's grace? Thanks, Mr. Moe. Thanks, man. <laughs> I hope you're doing good, brother. Um, um, so why does being in mortal sin or committing a mortal sin immediately separate you from God's grace? Why? Because of free will. Okay. So what does that mean? So free will means this, right? Free will is so vital. It's important. We all know that. Every believer knows that. Even every atheistic or agnostic person knows that, right? But what is the purpose of free will? The purpose of free will, gentlemen, is exactly what it says. Do I give myself to God freely and willingly? Just like when you fell when you fell in love with your wife and you first got and you and you were dating and courting. What did you do when you when you this is why if this is why the true mark of a real man is he marries a woman. He doesn't live and sleep with her for 5, 10 and 15 years and stuff. Because of this fact right here, free will. When you marry, you men that are married, when you decided that you wanted to get married, what did that mean? And you actually stood in front of the priest and you got married in the church and you actually said, I do. What does that mean? That you freely gave your mind, heart, body and soul to who? To your beloved wife. That's free will. That's free will. Okay. 
if a man doesn't, men only ask women to marry them if that woman makes them want to be a better man. Please understand that. No man, no man, for the most part, ask a woman to marry him if she doesn't instill in him to want to be great. If she doesn't instill in him wanting to be a better man, because his whole life, he will want to be worthy of her. He will want to become worthy of her. This is why women have killed themselves with the feminism crap, because men don't respond to that. That's why men, that's why a lot of dudes that when their wife wants to divorce them, they like, oh, thank God she's gone. I'm going to find me somebody else because <laughs> I'm tired of her. I'm tired of her feministic qualities. She's not a real woman and I'm sick of it. Right? So this is what I mean about free will. So when you come to God and God says, please don't do this, please don't do that. This is what will make your life great. This is what will make your life better. And you conform, you conform, you take your will and you give it over to God. You say, God, I'm giving myself to you. Please do with me what you will. Because that every Orthodox Christian, every Orthodox Catholic knows that in order to make it to heaven, you eventually throughout your life, sometime in your life, you have to do that. You have to say, God, take me and do with me as you as thou wilt. And what does that mean? That means for the rest of your life, you try to make you try to make God proud of you. This is what I mean. Your faith is, is another level. When you look at God as not a God, a bad God, a daddy, a God of, of fear, that you look at, at God of God like you look at your real father when you're 15 and 16 and 20 and 30 and 40 years old, you're looking to what? You're not scared of your father anymore. You want to your father to be your father to be proud of you. You want your father to um to 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 tell you he loves you. You want your father to uh, be proud and respect you. And that's the same with that's why men, God, um, that's why God is put things the way they are. And it's the same. If you if you're still in what I call the baby faith, which is I only conform to God because I don't want to go to hell or the possibility of that. That's not a bad thing. That's just that's just infancy in the faith. But as you grow, you will want God. You will look at God as I'm, I'm not doing bad things. I'm conforming to God because I want him to to love me, to be more to be more proud of me. I want him. I don't want to disappoint him. See the difference? Okay. So that's what free will is. So we choose to go to hell or separate ourselves from God. Okay. This is mortal sin. When we separate, this is what it is. He does. He does not do this. We choose to align with Satan and reject the love of our Lord. Okay. This is the whole thing of why does being in mortal sin or committing a mortal sin immediately separate us from God in the, to keep it simple is because we are rejecting God with our free will and choosing Satan because we like Satan better or we see something pleasurable over here that we think we're not getting over there. OK, next. And the last thing and we are done for today for part one is how can committing a mortal sin diminish your effectiveness as a man, husband and father in your home? Woo. Boy, that's that's a, that's a tough one. It's complicated, gentlemen. But if you try to embrace it, you will, and you start to use it, it will serve you well. So again, the question is: How can committing a mortal sin diminish your effective effectiveness as a man, husband, and father in your home? So, your effectiveness, power, authority, and ability to engage the demonic in your home all stem from your authority given by God. Bam. Okay. Hear that, hear that. I'm going to say it again because many men don't know this, okay? Um, let me put this up. So many men don't understand this. You have certain powers given by God that your wife doesn't have, okay? Just like your wife has certain gifts and powers that you don't have, right? Your wife's power... And gifts comes through nurturing, 
bonding with the kids, um, taking care of them, making them feel loved and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Their, their power stem from toward the children, right? And to you, to, to make you feel nurtured and loved and all of that, right? Women have forgotten that. But men, our power is different. We are given authority in the home for a reason, not so that we can be ogres, not so we can be masters, not so that we can be jerks, right? We're given that because our wife does not have time to do our job and our and her job. This is the whole key to the whole thing. Men, we're giving why you gotta ask you. This is why another reason for we're not why we are created and not just made for monkeys. Okay, if a man Men are given power. Why are we bigger? Why are we stronger? Why? Why are we faster? Why we are we better protectors? Why? You know the answer. Because we are tasked to defend and protect our home. That's uh, those are our powers given by God. We are men. If you are in grace with God. You are given the authority to actually confront the demonic in your home, to give them out, to banish them out. Your wife, yes, your wife can do that, but your powers are more. This is why when you as a man go into mortal sin or you disconnect yourself with God by not going to church, going to mass and all these things, you are telling God that I don't need that, that you don't need God. And so he allows the demonic into your home. He allows Satan into your home to cause havoc. And this is what one of the first things I try to teach every man that comes to my program is that you've got to understand, man, you are the authority in the home, not because you made yourself authority. Hell, most of us men don't even want it. Women, if you, <laughs> if you ask not, if you ask 100 men, do you want to be the leader in the home? Do you want that responsibility? 99 out of 100 would say, hell no. <laughs> no, you can have it. <laughs> so, ladies, this is why, you know, this is why you got to understand we really don't want it, but we have to because it's in our nature. Just like it's in your nature to to bond with your children more, it's in a man's nature to lead and to and he knows inherently that he's responsible for his house. If you ask one hundred out of one hundred men, who's more responsible for the family, you or your wife? A hundred of them know that they are. Now, whether they whether they practice that or embrace that, that's a different story. But they know the deal. Okay. So, um, if we as men separate ourselves from God, how who who can we effectively defend our home from the demonic? How can we effectively defend our home from the demonic? Okay, can we expect peace, humility, and love in our homes? Can we expect cooperation and collaboration in our homes from our wives and our children? And how can we expect to be as Christ in the home if we are stripped of our grace of protection? and defense. Remember, all of your power, all of your authority, gentlemen, comes from God. It doesn't come from anywhere else. It comes down from God through the through the son to you, to your wife, to your children. That's the authority structure. And if you don't abide by that, your home becomes chaotic. It just does. Okay? And if it's not chaotic, what happens is it's not it, it, there's a lot of holes in it. Okay? So with that being said, we will take a break and we will be right back. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally 
for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. We are back, and Mr. Mo says in the comments, these are, you know what? My eyes are so bad. (laughs) These new modern women feel they on the same level as us and don't respect the word of God. Woo, boy, boy, you're trying to get beat up, Mo. They're going to attack you when you walk out the house today. (laughs) All right, so that's a good comment. That's a good quote. So, hey, so we are done for the day. That is part one. Um, I knew these shows were going to be long, and I prepared for that. Um, And look, I'm trying my best, fellas, to help you. Um, But you know what? These are things that I use. I'm no different from you. I'm not the, 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 you know, greatness is achieved by action and, um, and knowledge. And what we had to do is the closer we go to God, the closer we grow to God and go to God, the closer we grow to him, the better and better our lives become. Sure. We still have trials and tribulations and things like that, but you know, they're not marriage problems. You understand they're not these problems that are so drastic, but everybody gets sick and everybody dies. Okay. Those are the ultimate marriage problems, being sick, your health. Those are the top of the chain in problems and maybe financial problems. Um, you know, those are the top in the top of the chain, you know? Um, but what we got to do is I always learned that the reason I have pain in my life is because I'm doing something that's not conforming to what God God's will has for me. Okay. And so that's why I'm trying to give you this armor. When you hear him say, put on the armor of God, that's what they're talking about. Understanding the faith, man. You got to understand your faith. You've got to seek it. Once you seek the knowledge of the faith of the Catholic church of God, Christ church, and you start seeking that God will give you the knowledge, man. He will, but you have got to engage him. Okay. So with that being said, um, oh, Mr. Mo has one more. Mr. Mo's on point today. He says, there is a big disconnect between husband and wife due to lack of fathers, fathers in the home. Yes. Single women raised boys and girls by themselves. Yes. And a woman can't teach a man how to be a man. She can't. She can't. And the reason she can't is not because that. That's just something that she's not capable of doing. You hear guys say all the time, my mama raised me, I'm okay. No, you ain't. You're missing a lot of things that your father, no matter if you had a bad father, that he would instill in you that your mother can't. You know, um, what your mother did was she didn't raise you by yourself. She found some man in your, to put in your life. She found some man to put in your life to help you be a man. Women ain't stupid. They know they can't teach a man, a boy, how to be a man. They know that. So what do they do? They go out and get them a coach. They put them in football. They put them in basketball. They put them in sports. They put them in karate. They, they put them in music. They put them around. They get them around men that, that they believe are good and steady and honorable men. And then those men influence their son so that she can focus on being a mama. That's what they do. You know how I know that? Because I've coached over 500 boys, probably more like a thousand. I don't even know anymore in football, and and that's what women did every year. 
most of the boys out there were from single women, and they wanted they would tell us, look, he acting up, get him straight. <laughs> That's what she'd say. <laughs> she'd say, Coach, he's acting up, get him right. That's what I bought him you for. Okay. I, and we all go, okay. <laughs> You gotta love single mothers. You gotta love them, but they 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 get they get they go overboard a lot, but they're not stupid. Okay, they learn real quick. Okay, so with that being said, thank you, Mister Mo. We are done for today, and as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, which states: "Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort." You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!